All right, everybody, don't drop that fast forward button. The sponsorship roll call is about to begin. Energy Consulting Limited provides complete project management and general contracting services to a variety of private sector clients on both commercial and residential construction projects. They act as the owner's representatives through the planning, design, budgeting, scheduling, construction, and occupancy processes. Clients appreciate their open, honest, and flexible approach to achieving their project goals. Although they're located in Surrey, BC, Energy works on projects all over the province, including the growing cities of the north and the beautiful coastal towns of Vancouver Island. They're always excited to explore new places and develop relationships with professionals wherever their clients' interests may be. Abacus North is a firm that specializes in mortgage banking solutions for complex projects. In addition to providing financing solutions in a traditional mortgage broker capacity, Abacus North provides direct loans that range from $2 million to $25 million. On a syndicated basis, they provide mortgage banking solutions up to $300 million. In most cases, their in-house capital solutions can bridge financing gaps that traditional lenders are unable to service. They specialize in providing land acquisition loans, construction financing for large-scale developments, income-producing properties, and single-purpose facilities. With a portfolio that includes high-rise, mid-rise, and low-rise condominiums, townhouse developments, shopping centers, agricultural properties, industrial developments, and medical marijuana facilities, Abacus North is at the forefront of creative mortgage banking solutions with a focus on fostering long-term relationships. They are a multifaceted organization that services domestic and international clients with their mortgage banking needs. Complex financing solutions require analytical thinking well beyond a typical mortgage broker relationship. As a result, they focus on providing engineered solutions for their client. Their key differentiation strategy is that they assist clients in actively managing the capital stack in order to minimize borrowing costs while maximizing flexibility. Abacus North focuses on national and global opportunities. Ascentia CPA has a team of new-gen chartered professional accountants that are dedicated to advancing companies using expertise combined with emerging technologies. The team at Ascentia will implement the latest accounting technologies, allowing you to not only run a business, but to run a smart business that will excel in your industry. Their focus is to provide growth-centric, value-added, and timely accounting services for businesses, as well as individuals across Canada. Unlike standard accounting firms, by embracing cloud-based software, the team at Ascentia will provide you with real-time accounting information on a secure platform that is accessible anywhere at any time, allowing you to make better informed decisions and gain more controlled overview of your financial data. The reliability and expertise you will experience with the professionals at Ascentia will assist you in the preparation of corporate and personal tax returns, financial statements, bookkeeping, government filings, tax and estate planning, as well as business advisory services. For more information on the advantages of online accounting and to book a complimentary meeting online, be sure to visit ascentiacpa.ca. We are I. Okay, all right, I'm just going to get right into this and drop it. Um, a lot of people have wanted to, me to give them an update on what it's been like to transition, you know, not only from a carnivore diet to a plant-based diet, but, you know, 
clearly there's more people in my life, clearly more people online who want to interact with WeRI that um, are plant-based because I guess everybody's been kind of chomping at the bit for me to be able to start this plant-based section. Uh, far more people than what wanted me to start the carnivore diet in. You know, I kind of contribute that for a few reasons. I'm just going to blow through this real quick is because obviously the carnivore diet is very new, very controversial, very in your face. And, you know, just there's not a lot of people who have or are willing to be able to experiment with a carnivore diet. Although that population is dramatically growing exponentially all the time, trust me, uh, the carnivore diet is here to stay, you know, whether or not that you want to believe into it, buy into it, hate it or love it, um, it is definitely going to be here to stay. Now, we want to talk about my transition from the carnivore diet to the plant-based diet. You know, a question everybody wants to know and something I've already talked about, but again, I'll reiterate this a thousand times. Like, I was looking forward to the carnivore diet ending because I was only willing to be able to eat meat during the carnivore uh, diet month and it's just not something that you know I necessarily believe in but it was, it was a part of an experiment this experiment was saying like hey what does the carnivore diet do to your body in 30 days and how is this going to make you feel now I know that information and you know I hope through all the interviews that I've done you know post carnivore diet all the information that I've put out there along the way and at the end that it kind of gives some people insight into how I was feeling. Now, why was I looking forward to coming off the carnivore diet? Well, for one, you know, like I wasn't feeling the greatest. I wasn't feeling the greatest physically. I wasn't feeling the greatest mentally. And now after how I feel today, I can really understand that even more. Because um, I feel back like my regular self. My mind is sharp. My mind is clear. I feel like just even the way I articulate myself or the way the words come in my mouth, like how I can think of things, uh, you know, two or three steps down the road, what I want to do in a day, what I want to accomplish and how I do these things, um, I feel like are all kind of back on point to how I normally run my day. And I actually kind of feel like a representation of this right now is, you know, even like the tone, the speed, the velocity of my voice and the enthusiasm behind it because a lot of people have said that to me today is that I feel enthusiastic again. And, you know, I do, you know, I definitely do. And, you know, where I said I was feeling crap on the carnivore diet, you know, like cognitively, you know, like mentally, like my emotional state was all over the place, even though my fats were high. And I'm like, well, who knows? There's a lot going on in life right now, a lot of uncertainty. Well, that uncertainty is only growing right now. And obviously, I'm just like everybody else, you know, like this has impacted me financially. This has impacted me personally, um, professionally, you know, in, in every different regard. And, you know, so I can't say that, you know, it was, you know, just life circumstances that was making me feel that way. There was definitely a component of the carnivore diet that was making me feel that way. Now, on top of that, you know, and I don't know if I did a very good job of explaining this at the beginning, and I've been telling more people this, and, you know, I really want to make this point clear is that I was about 90%, you know, maybe 80% plant-based already to begin with anyway. You know, so going to a carnivore diet was always going to be a lot harder for me than what it was going to be going to a plant-based diet. You know, let's kind of like recap a little bit of things there too. From the beginning, what I've always said that, you know, I've always typically ended up eating a little bit late because I'm not done work until super late, you know, usually around 10, 11, you know, 12 o'clock at night. So I'm going to be eating around that time. You know, this is what got me into intermittent fasting and why I typically don't eat until you know, 11, 12, 1 o'clock, you know, in the morning, late morning, early afternoon, you know, because for one in the morning, I usually wake up and unfortunately, I still feel full, do not want to eat, 
you know, but for two, I just really want to metabolically, you know, flush my body, just get everything through. You know, I don't want to pack more in there until my body is ready for more. And that happens usually by 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon the next day after getting up anywhere between 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning and getting a good solid, you know, you know, one to three hours of physical activity in and that time, you know, on top of just work and, you know, all the other life stuff. Now, when I ate my first meal, this was predominantly all plant-based and fat-based of plants. So, again, this was the hemp parts, the milled flax, the dates, the almond butter, peanut butter, the coconut oil, cinnamon. You know, this is my mix. This is the backbone to my day. 100%. This is always my midday meals, my, my gruel, you know, like my best friend, my homeboy, Craig, you know, he has adopted this into his diet every single day. And... You know, he may or may not be pissed. I shouted his name out right there. But, you know, he's the one who, like, dubbed this gruel. And, you know, like, he loves it just as much as I do. You know, and you can't help it. Like, it grows on you. Like, trust me. Like, that mix, it grows on you. It becomes a staple in your everyday. You know, so that was all plant-based. I wouldn't have my first actual meat-related protein, typically, unless if I had lunch with a client or a friend, um, until supper time, where I would have my first meat-based meal. And then I'd also have raw veggies with that. Um, you know, maybe my later night meal would consist of some meat, but still it would be very much more plant-based. So, you know, it was harder going into a carnivore diet than it ever would be transitioning in, into a plant-based diet in general. Now, what was it like those first couple of days? Brutal, absolutely brutal. Because, you know, as we know, on the 30th, after I did all my testing, I've, you know, I've been fully you know, out there to be able to say it like I broke, I did, I, you know, I wanted to be able to eat some stuff, um, you know, I ate some pickles and some hummus and some plantain chips, my mixture, my gruel, you know, I, I ate all that stuff that day, woke up the next morning, felt like crap, ate plant-based meals, kind of eat everything that I would want to eat, you know, during the day, and again, you're not talking about pizza or Chinese food or McDonald's or, you know, chocolate bars or chips or like any of that junk. I, I don't eat any of that on a regular day, so I went on this day. It was just more the stuff that I normally usually eat. I wanted to get back into eating that for sure. Um, but that night, we ended up having a bunch of homemade fried rice. I'm talking about this. I felt like trash the next day, massively carb dumped, which was really hard. Like my mind was just... I wanted to pull my brain out of my skull, power wash it, and put it back in. The carb fog was real, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, like as we all know, like any diet change, and I don't, I don't label this at all having to anything to do with the plant-based diet. And I don't want anybody to think that it does. But my stomach's been in knots for two days. Today is finally the day where it's balanced out. Now, again, that's diet transition. That's not plant-based diet. I don't want anybody to be able to make that mistake. I don't label it like that at all. You know, but my stomach just has been in knots, and it's been really tough to be able to struggle and work through it. And I could see how some people would be like, you know, fuck this plant-based shit. Look what it's doing to my stomach. Nuh-uh. Reel it back. It's the massive change. You know, so when people are making these changes in their life, if you're on heavily processed foods and you transition into anything, more likely than not, your stomach's going to be in knots. You're going to get headaches. You're going to get joint distress. Your stomach's going to be upset. You're going to get constipated or diarrhea. You're going to be super gassy. Like, you're all of these things. Like, this is what happens to your body when we make these quick switches. And that's why I've made these 180 degree switches one day because that's typically what most people do they wake up and they feel super inspired one day and it's like i'm going to make this massive dramatic shift so that's what i've done these are the results of it 
You know, look at my blood pressure. I post those things online. I post my internal biological age. I post all my stuff to do with my weight, the scale, um, bone density, you know, all of these things online for you guys to be able to see. But look at my blood pressure. Look what happened to my blood pressure for two days when I started eating, you know, a plant-based diet. And again, this has to do with the switch. It doesn't have to do with the plant-based diet. So again, I don't want people to look at this information and say, Blake, like, look, you started eating a plant-based diet and your blood pressure went up. Well, no, it's the stress on my body making a shift, making a 180-degree shift. This is what adds stress to your body. This is how stressful it is when we mess with our body. Take that away from it because that's what it is. It's that shift. So anytime you make that shift, it's going to have that kind of impact and that kind of stress. I'm just exacerbating that stress. So I want you to really understand that and take that to heart because that's the truth. It's not the plant-based diet. It's the change. It's the shift. Now, the one thing that you know I've been saying to people in the last couple of days is how much my weight has gone up. Now, my weight has gone up because I've been taking carbohydrates again. And carbohydrates are like a water sponge in your body. They're going to help your body like you know hold on to water. This is one of the main reasons why I felt so parched and dehydrated while I was on the carnivore diet and why I feel the same way but not as bad when I'm on a ketogenic diet. You know, like those carbohydrates help your body hold on to water. So, of course, I'm going to gain, you know, three, four, five pounds. You know, plus my stomach is super upset. So, you know, that's that weight. Now, this is the problem behind that. Our lives from medical professionals, insurance companies, you know, a dietitian that you're going to work with, they're going to look at those numbers and that's what they're going to base everything off of. You know, when I go for life insurance, they're going to look at my body mass index and they're going to look that it says overweight or obese. You know, come on, like I don't have a ripped six pack, but I got a six pack. I'm not obese, but that's the number they go by. Do you see the problem? You know, if you look at my overall body weight, you can go to a medical health professional that's also looking at the body mass index, but now is looking at a height to weight ratio. That's what it's, that's why it's saying on my scale when I post that every morning. That's why it's saying that I'm overweight because my height to weight ratio is off. You know, I should be down around about 165 to 168. So now that I'm tilting the scales about 172, 173, it says that I'm overweight. Well, now it puts me in that category where technically on paper, I'm in the beginning stages of becoming at risk for diabetes. But I'm not. I clearly am not. I argue that thoroughly and it makes me laugh even saying it because like come on guys like let's be real my life is all over the internet you guys can see there's no way that I'm at risk for diabetes type 2 diabetes anyway let's make that disclaimer right there but this is the problem these are some of the problems with the systems that we have and how our healthcare is guided and how healthcare is not general healthcare is very much personal so I'm hoping by giving a little bit of a, a way and a light into this information, like people can see like, for one, how hard it can be for change on your body, how easy these statistics can be manipulated, you know, how fast your body can go downhill, you know, how fast your body can recover. Like our bodies are great, but the thing is, look what you're doing to assess what you're doing to your machine. Because I'm throwing mine under the bus right now to be able to help educate people because I want to do this because I've lived this life trying to help people and help people in my community, people who are close to me, my family, for almost two decades now. You know, and I look at this, this is what I'm doing. I'm like, look, like this hurts your body. What I'm doing is hurting my body right now. But like, let's take this information, let's make it valuable, make it an asset to you in your life because it's critical. Now, 
what are some of the things that like I felt over and above that? Do I feel the extra five pounds? 100%. I do. But do I feel my mind is just way better, way more clear? That coconut oil does it for me. It's like my own personal magic. I know when I'm like, you know, six to ten tablespoons of coconut oil every day. And again, I wish I could remember that molecule that's in it. And you think with the increased cognitive ability that I have right now and feeling it again, feeling my regular self, I would remember it. Especially after Priscilla and I were talking about it, I texted her right after too. And uh, But I know it. I feel it all the time. I know when I'm consuming the right amount of coconut oil and I know when I don't. So like, I'm glad to have my mind back. I'm glad to have my fifth year back. I'm like, let's go do it. Let's do it anytime. Even my workout with Craig this morning, it was amazing. And again, yes, guys, we kept our social distance. We were outside, you know, we weren't in a gym, nothing. Like we were apart. We just wanted to be able to maintain that. So let's go there before anybody else goes another place. So, you know, but like I was there. I walked out. I was fired up. I was geared up. I was ready to go and I missed that. And when I did my physical testing in the gym, I missed that. I know now that being on that carnivore diet does not put me, me. That doesn't mean you. It didn't put me in the right space to be able to perform. And now I feel that. Like I've changed nothing in my life except for my diet and I know exactly how I feel. Exactly how I feel. So I hope that you guys can take all that away too just knowing like, I'm only putting good quality stuff away by it. Like, I'm not going down the road. And the one thing when I started working with all these professionals who are part of this experiment, the one thing I would not agree to is doing like a like a heavy processed fast food diet. Absolutely not. Like I just, I'm not willing to be able to do that to my body. Um, like no cookies, you know, no chocolate bars and Slurpees and candy, um, you know, McDonald's and pizza and all that kind of stuff. Like I just, I can't do it. Like uh, that's the only thing I'm not willing to do. So when I talk about these changes and how my body feels, we're talking about the best quality in each one of the categories. I really want to make that point clear. Because again, not everybody's willing to be able to do that, have the best within inside that category. You know, again, my stomach was super upset. You know, I was in the bathroom, you know, eight, nine, ten times a day, just like, just craziness. Couldn't go, could go, could go too much, hating my life, just... But that's par for the course. Again, these are the changes that go through the body. Body's bounced back out now and I'm fine. But again, you could expect those things too when you make those 180 degree shifts or, you know, on either way. Like it affects everything in your body. The food you put in your body affects everything in your body. And that is a case in point. Like absolutely and wholeheartedly. You know, my skin's starting to feel a little bit more hydrated again. I noticed when I was on the carnivore diet, and I kept forgetting to mention this to everybody, but my nails felt like they were getting a little bit more brittle, which was funny to me with all the collagen that I was eating. But, um, you know, my nails were getting a little bit more brittle. Um, so I'm hoping that comes getting back around. That only I only know that because, like, clipping them, when I would clip, like, shards would shoot off. And, like, that has never happened to me um, in my life. So it's definitely something new. Um, and irregular that I would 100% contribute to, you know, being on the carnivore diet and stuff. So, um, yeah, just like I hope this kind of gives a little bit of an insight. And I know I didn't talk too much about the changes with the plant base, you know, and just kind of like recap some of those things where it was like the the fog of all the carbohydrates from the the rice, not used to that. The you know super bloating and I, this is one more point that I do want to make: super super bloated like distended belly that I never got when I was on the carnivore diet. Even when I made the transition to the carnivore diet, I never felt that way whatsoever. If anything, I felt just ultra super lean um, and gassy. 
I, I didn't notice it until after, but like, you know, burping and tooting, not something that you experience when you're on the carnivore diet whatsoever. Um, and also, oh, it's funny when you start talking about things, right? How they all start coming up. This is something that I've really noticed on the carnivore, on the, the plant-based diet that was not on the carnivore diet at all. Even when you're full, you still want to keep on eating. It makes me value being satiated so much more. You know, like when I eat now, I eat and I'm full. There's nothing about me that could convince me that I should intake more nutrients, but I want to walk over to the fridge. Like right now, I just finished eating lunch. You know, I had uh, celery sticks, fresh celery sticks, fresh ground carrots, um, hummus, plantain chips, uh, some raspberries, and what else did I have? That's something else. But it was just kind of like a real nice, like kind of snacky lunch, lots of nutrients, you know, good color, good stuff for, you know, my micro gut biome, you know, good quality protein sources because right before that I just finished having a shake with almond butter, almond milk, you know, um, hemp oil, uh, milled flax, hemp hearts, and cinnamon, and some dates. Like I had a shake right before this. So, like, I've, I've had a ton of an abundance of variety, you know, so that's kind of what I'm going for right now in my days is, like, strictly just variety. That being said my third meal today and it's only one o'clock right now typically I would normally only be eating for my first time you know or maybe like an hour before this but I've already had three meals today and I could walk over to the fridge or to the cupboard right now and eat some more so that's kind of tough because I'm playing a pretty big mental battle right now with not overeating um, because I definitely could now some people might argue this because I've been air quotes, you know, deprived of all these nutrients. And sure, that might be some of it. But just like when I was on the carnivore diet, I couldn't, you know, assimilate these things being strictly just to the carnivore diet either. You know, I'm going to say a lot of this is because like I'm just not being satiated because I know with being on the carnivore diet, what true sati satiation feels like. Say that five times fast. But I still think that even if you're overeating on a plant-based diet long term, it's better than being on a carnivore diet and being overly satiated. So I'm going to throw that out there as my own personal bias. So um, there's a little update for you guys. You know, happy Friday weekend's coming. I hope you guys are going to do some epic stuff because, you know, even if it's cold, even if it's raining, even if it's snowing, I'm trekking 20-25K um, into the backcountry with my pack fully loaded so heavy that my legs burn every single step and I am gonna walk until my legs stop walking and I'm gonna drop tent and I'm gonna just gonna put up and I'm gonna say peace out and absolutely no cell phone reception, no way getting hold of me and I'm gonna love my life. So um, have a great weekend you guys, peace out.